Frank Wilcox, their satellite man, also a union-qualified cameraman in his own right, was sitting next to her. He ran his fingers through his prematurely gray hair and winked. Vicky's eyes popped open. Kevin, what should I wear for the fire? You're already wearing your ostrich skin boots, your acid-washed jeans, and your khaki L.L. Bean shooting jacket complete with bullet pouches. What more could you want, Icky? Are you being sarcastic? Me? This is important, for God's sake. I haven't been on the network news in a week. Three days, Man Warren corrected. Out of sight, out of mind. You know that as well as I do. A gust of hot wind buffeted the Ford. The air conditioner groaned against the 95-degree August temperature. God help you, Kevin, she said, if we miss that deadline. With a sigh, Man Warring turned back to watch the road. Holland coughed for attention. Did you ever see Abe Lincoln at Disneyland? Sure, Man Warring said. He looks real for a robot. When you go in the auditorium to see him, he's just sitting there. And then he stands up and gives the Gettysburg Address. It's just as good as being there. This was a conversation they'd had before, but never in Vicky's presence. What's your point, Man Warring said, to see just how far the cameraman would go. They're coming, you know. Robot anchormen. I've been predicting it for years. Anchor persons, Wilcox said, feeding the fire. Holland nodded. One hand left the steering wheel briefly to scratch his close-cropped beard. They're like computers. You program them to say whatever you want. After the newscast, you hide them away in a closet until they're needed again. You save on salaries, Wilcox said. Man Warring eased down the sun visor so he could keep an eye on Vicky in the vanity mirror. Her eyes were closed again. Her lips showed a trace of smile, though that could have been a trick of the light. As always, her complexion made her look camera-ready without the help of makeup. It's not only salaries, Holland said. It's wear and tear. It's the back talk. Are we talking correspondence here, too? Wilcox asked. Absolutely, Holland said. Manwaring began to suspect the two cameramen had planned the conversation in advance. Correspondent robots pose a different problem, of course, Holland went on. They're in the field, not hidden away on some soundstage. That means they're going to get dirty and rained on, worse even. That could lead to electrical shorts and the like. The union can issue us rubber gloves, Wilcox said. Manwaring Warren kept his eyes on Vicky. Best of all, robots wouldn't care how much time they got on camera, Holland said. You've got 85 minutes to get me to that fire, Vicky said. Otherwise, you're all dead men. Holland snorted derisively, but speeded up just the same. Man Waring eased his seat back, careful not to intrude on Vicky's leg space, and closed his eyes to think about the coming story and how he'd approach it. He wasn't aware that he'd fallen asleep until he began videotaping his fantasy life with Vicky. They stopped at a rise ten miles from Ellsworth so Holland could get a long shot of the fire. From that distance, the smoke resembled a massive storm front whose dark thunderheads rose thousands of feet above the Bitterroot Mountains. The landscape ahead of them was solid forest except for the winding ribbon of highway and occasional clearings that held ranch houses in ramshackle corrals. The wind, blowing steadily from the southeast, forced Holland to mount the Sony Betacam on a tripod. After a moment, the cameraman swung around to focus on a twin-engine tanker plane that was passing high overhead. That's like pissing in the wind, he said without looking away from the viewfinder. You need low-level drops to hit your target.
But in a wind like this, that's too damned risky. Vicky climbed out of the Explorer. That's rugged country up ahead. We might not make the satellite feed unless we do some of my stand-up from here. It would be a waste of time, Man Waring said. You know, Raisner, he'll want to see close shots of flames up front. If we don't provide them, he'll use the feed from the affiliate. She made a face and got back in the car. Let's not waste any more time, then. They hit the roadblock a mile outside Ellsworth. By then, the wind seemed to be coming from all directions at once. As a result, smoke surrounded them, blotting out the sun without diminishing its heat, while a black blizzard of falling ash reduced visibility to a couple of hundred yards. Manwaring's press credentials got them a reluctant clearance from the state police, also a warning that they were proceeding at their own risk.